the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As we look at our world today, we see violence, poverty, and anarchy every place. I'd like to think that if the ultimate solution to all the world's ills was offered, we would gladly receive it and set about making the world a better place for our posterity. The good news is, Jesus was and still is offered as the perfect solution to the world's problems. Listening today as Pastor Rander continues to look at how Christ was received by the world he came to save in this message, The Rejection of Jesus. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this message and thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, I can't preach unless you preach through me and we pray that you would help me now. Thank you for bringing me on the other side of the world and all the way back home to the church family that, that you've blessed me to pastor for so many years. And Father, speak to us now. Anoint me now and help us to be still and not allow our minds to wonder. And, uh, and we know that Satan don't mind us coming to church as long as we don't get what we've come for. Teach us in Jesus' name. And all God's children say, Amen. Turn your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses, verses 11 and 12. It, it says, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. And from this passage, we want to preach this morning the continuation of the rejection of Jesus, the rejection of Jesus. My friends, because God so loved the world, he gave heaven's best, the apple of his own eye, who was the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person in the Godhead. Jesus humbly submitted himself to the will of the Father, was born as God in human flesh to make salvation available to humanity. Our Lord submitted himself to his own creation. He was humanity's perfect gift and example while here on earth. When our Lord was on earth, he was full of compassion. He was full of grace and he was full of truth. As a matter of fact, Jesus, when he was here, was the embodiment of truth. Jesus did miracles such as feeding thousands. Uh, He healed the sick. He restored sight to the blind. Uh, he, he restored hearing to the deaf, made the lame walk, and even raised the dead. And yet, instead of thanking him, appreciating him, affirming him, you know what they did? After all that he provided, they mocked him, they cursed him, they rejected him, 
they, they maligned him, they criticized him, they rejected him. Even his own brothers and sisters rejected him. The political leaders rejected him. The religious leaders rejected him. And so many others. As a matter of fact, the Gospel of John chapter 12 verse 37 says, But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, it is impossible to live in this life and not experience rejection. Jesus experienced rejection throughout his life and ministry. Because he was so hated, so reviled, so despised, they ridiculed him, maligned him, they spat on him. How low down can you get to spit in somebody's face? Especially, above all, God in human flesh. Instead of embracing him, they spit on him. They scourged him, they maligned him, and ultimately put him on a cross to suffer excruciating pain, humiliation, and even death. The nation of Israel as a whole rejected their Messiah. Therefore, do not be surprised if people reject you as well. They rejected Jesus. They rejected God. The God who made the stars, the planets, the God who made the animals, uh, the, the God who said, let there be and there was. In the beginning was the word and word was with God and the word was God, the logos, God in living flesh. They rejected him. And if those folk rejected Jesus, Who are you to think that you won't be rejected? Who are you to think that you won't be betrayed? You won't be hurt. That's called life. What rejections do we encounter in life? What rejections do we encounter in life? Number one, some members leave the church because of the word is perceived rejection. For example, if you were not chosen to lead a song, you feel rejected. But, but you got to realize, uh, hopefully, you're not the only one who can sing. <laughs> uh, or, or perhaps you feel rejected because you were not selected for a leadership position. Or you feel uh, rejected because your suggestion or your recommendation was not accepted. Or you were, you were not asked to be on this particular program. Or someone failed to thank you or acknowledge you publicly. Perhaps you did something and you did it very well. And, uh, but, but yet your name was skipped. Or, or you, not on purpose. Uh, uh, it was just, uh, just human error. And you're bit out of shape because your name was not heard. Listen, long as God knows your name. That's right. Long as as you hear God says, well done. That's really what matters. Amen. So don't worry about if you don't get public recognition or public acknowledgement. Uh, One day, my goal is to hear my Lord, my Savior, my God say, servant, well done. All of which leads to personal rejection. Number two, sometimes church leadership 
uh, pastors, deacons, elders, uh, coordinators, those who are in leadership positions. Sometimes church leadership experiences rejection when some in the congregation refuse to, the words are receive, they refuse to receive or conform to the truth. Uh, sometimes church leadership experience rejection when some in the congregation refuse to receive or conform to the truth. They would rather make the pastor or church leadership the issue instead of accepting the truth of God's word for themselves. In response, of, instead of receiving the truth, they will attack, they will criticize, malign, they will gossip in the church, and gossip will tear up any church. And, and some have the audacity and the boldness to even attempt to remove church leadership instead of applying the truth of God's word to their own lives for personal transformation. It's not, it's not about me. It's not about the choir. It's not about the, the leadership. It's, it's about you coming to the Lord's house to get right with God. It's about you growing in your faith. It's about you uh, knowing God's will, plan, and purpose for your life. It's about God giving you direction for your life. But, but that means you, you have to receive God's truth, conform to, to God's truth, to apply the word of God to your own life and heart. Uh, people oftentimes say, I wish a brother Joe or sister Jones was here. But you here. The word is not for everybody else. It's for you. Say, I'm here. God wants to speak to me. Say, me. God wants to speak to me. But the real issue is, will you let it? Thirdly, sometimes God orchestrates or permits. He orchestrates or permits rejections in our lives through closing doors or blocking paths in order to redirect us into his perfect will. Acts chapter 16, verses 6 and 7 says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word of God. Now, they, they, uh, these apostles were going, they were going to preach, and yet they were forbidden to go to Asia. Verse 7, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them to go there either. Doing a good thing. You know, you, you could do a good thing and not be in the will of God. You can, you can do a spiritual thing and not be in the will of God. Uh, but the best place to be is in the perfect will of God. And if you say, Holy Ghost, lead me, Holy Ghost, guide me, Holy Ghost, I need you now. Holy Ghost, there's a decision I need to make. They're two good decisions, but I want, I want the best for me in this season of my life. And if you cry out to, for the Holy Spirit to guide you, to lead you, to direct you, he will bring you into God's perfect will for your life. Imagine someone goes to great lengths to prepare the most fantastic gift ever given. They know your specific wants and needs intimately, and they customize your personal present, wrap it up beautifully, and you refuse to open it. That's the picture of how Christ came to the world and was rejected by the world he came to. 
Join us today as Pastor Rander illuminates how we treated Christ in this message, The Rejection of Jesus. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Be mindful. What you think is rejection is actually an opportunity for greater blessings for God to do a new thing with you, to you, for you in this season of your life. Sometimes God shuts the door to open the door somewhere else. You ever had that happen? Sometimes you fail here in order to gain somewhere else. Sometimes you're going the wrong direction and God says, oh, you're going the wrong way. And so God brings some trouble and you whining and crying and whining and crying. But when you finally turn around and go the way he wants you to go, all of a sudden blessings begin to open up and you begin to see, oh, now I see what God was doing. Sometimes God will block a door in order to open a door where he really wants you to be. Sometimes you could be in a place and your season there is just over and and he stirs up your comfort zone in order to get you moving out of your cocoon. (laughs) Let's just say it that way. Be mindful. What you think is, is a rejection is actually an opportunity for greater blessing for God to do a new thing uh, in this season of your life. And, and you know what? Don't be old and stale. And you, as long as you have breath in your body, you have worth, you have purpose. God has a plan for your life. And God wants to do something exciting in your life. And you need to get on your knees and say, God, I'm 50 years old. I believe I can do more than what I'm doing for you. I'm 60. I'm 70. I'm 80. I'm 85. I'm 87. Listen, God wants to use you until you, until he uses you up. There's no such thing as coasting on God in this life. God wants you to have vitality. He wants you to have energy. Uh, he, he wants to bless you. Hopefully, the older you get, the wiser you get. That's right. The more experience you have. There's no, no fool like an old fool. Amen. You ought to be, you ought to be growing in Christ. Your, your words ought to have substance. It ought to be full of meaning and depth and folk are seeking you out because they know you got something to say because you're walking with God. And, and they feel so refreshed and so blessed from having been in your pleasant, in your presence. That's what you want to be. Lord, help me to be a person. Uh, that that others enjoy being around me. If folk are running away from you, something's wrong. Would they hold oh, she should come? I'm out of here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh no, no. They ought to enjoy your presence. They ought to long to be around you because of your your, your character and your wisdom and your experience and your depth of walk with the Lord to the glory of God. Now, some of y'all don't like praying hard prayers. You know, you, it's time for you to be out of that, Lord, I lay me down to sleep stuff. Now, that's, that's for five and six years old. Now, you 80 years old talking about, Lord, I lay me down to sleep. Oh, come on. Lord, here I am right now. I got a decision and uh, uh, I, I, I can ill afford to mess this up. Maybe it's a surgery, maybe it's medicine. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's a child or grandchild, uh, maybe it's a major transition in life, and you can ill afford at this age to mess up. 
and, and you're, you're about to go a certain direction, and you know what kind of pray you ought to pray? Lord, if this is not of you, block it that my best attempt would fail. Now, y'all got quiet then. You, y'all don't like praying hard because you want to do what you want to do when you want to do it. But you ought to pray some blocking prayers. And God, if, if you want to redirect me, if you, if you want to dispatch me, and Father, thank you that I don't have to understand everything you're doing. I, I thank you that you don't make sense. You know, he don't always make sense. You know, he, well, he's not supposed to make sense. He's infinite. You're finite. He's omniscient. You, 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 you got, you, you, you're a little puny. And uh, he's all-knowing. And uh, in our humanity, uh, we don't know much. Very little. And so we need the Lord to guide us, to guide us. Lord, block it. Help me to know your will. And if I'm going a direction that you don't want me to go, I pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost, that you block it, that my best attempt won't allow me to succeed. And you know what? He'll do it. He acknowledges prayers where you put him first. When you put him first, he will show you the way you need to go. Number four, another form of rejection is racial discrimination. Uh, Another form of rejection is racial discrimination uh, simply because of the color of your skin. You should never judge a person by their name. Sometimes you know if your name's Shamika, folk figure like that's black, and they say, well, let's skip over that one or whatever. No, you shouldn't judge a person because of their name, because of their, the color of their skin, or what kind of hair they have, no hair, funny-looking hair, green, blue hair, whatever. You, you should never judge a person because of how God created them. Now, God didn't create you with polka dot hair, but um, you did something to that. Uh, uh, (laughs) But racial discrimination is a horrible, sinful sin in the eyes of God. You should never judge a person because of how God created them. I'm I'm a black man. Well, you see that now. I don't have to walk around saying I'm a black man. You look at me and know I'm a black man. And whatever you are, white, Hispanic, if you don't know what you are, then you, you, you still beautifully, fearfully, and wonderfully made, says Psalms 139. And listen, I'm, I'm not responsible for, for being black. I was born black. That's right. You born white, Hispanic. You, you, thank God. Thank God you're not a cockroach. Thank God you're not a chicken and we're going to eat on you a little later. And thank God that he made you a wall man, a, 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 a man, a he and a she. You don't make in-betweens. You're either man or you're woman. You're either he or you're she. I think I need to say that in this culture. All this neutral gender stuff. No, you're not neutral. You are he or she. 
Check out your anatomy. You ought to know what you are by now. 40 years old and don't know what you are. Look how quiet it's getting in here. Don't let the world confuse your children. Develop their femininity and their masculinity starting down here. Because the world and the educational system and the laws are being changed to confuse your children and your grandchildren. Racial discrimination is displayed through hiring practices. It's, display, it's displayed through salaries and promotions, police profiling, racial profiling. We see it all in the media. Uh, 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 racial discrimination is seen in resentment toward interracial marriages and, ch and, and their children as well. Thank God. I, I love interracial marriages. It don't bother me a bit. I praise God. Some of you married to the same race and you still can't get along. That's right. I, I, it don't bother me one bit. Whosoever will, let them come. Amen. Praise God for interracial marriages and children of interracial marriages. Um, there's racial discrimination in quality of education. There's racial discrimination in the justice system. Uh, the scripture says, hey, now, in case you got a hang up about uh, hang up because you're a racist, a racist uh, matter of fact, let me just hush you down a moment. There's no such thing as a Christian racist. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, you know what? I, I'm just amazed that I got a few amens on that. See, some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all trying to act like you got, you got, you must got a little of it in you. I thank God that there is no such thing as Christian racism. I thank God that there's, there's no such thing as Christian racism. Amen. Now, if you got a problem with races, don't go to heaven. Because in heaven is every tongue, every tribe, every race. <laughs> all around the throne of God. And there are going to be people that don't look like you. Some Chinese and Japanese and other knees. Some Russians. I know they're talking about the Russians, but the Russians, Christians, and you got the Germans and the Hawaiians and the Filipinos. And it's going to be some folk around that throne. And it's going to be diversity around that throne. So, so if you got a problem uh, with races, then you really don't want to go to heaven. You're going to be disappointed, and God don't want you sad up there. Okay? Now, you, I'll tell you, you say, boy, I'm going slow. Yeah, because all this hell needs to be driven out of you. Now, by the way, if you go to hell... It's interracial too. <laughs> okay? You, you name any race you want to name, they all going to be down there. All, uh, all kind of races. All, they going to all be down there. Matter of fact, uh, uh, all, all, all kinds down there. So if you go to heaven, you go to hell, you might, as well learn, you might as well learn to get along with people down here. 
Now, I'm going to say something you may not like, but I, I don't care about what you like. I just want you to know the truth. Now, I, this, is, this is a church that's not trying to be politically correct. There's enough foolishness out there. You need to know the truth because only the truth is going to set you free. Now, I'm going to say something now to settle you down. So if you got a tinge, just a little bit of racism in you, this verse going to flush it out and straighten you up. Y'all ready for it? Are y'all ready for it? Good God Almighty. Turn to Acts chapter 17, verse 26. <laughs> you need to bracket it, asterisk, put an asterisk. Um, Acts 17, 26. Acts 17, 26. Look what it says. He and he, God, pronoun for God has made from one blood look at that what what not 15 bloods one blood every nation where would he get that one blood from Adam and Eve were all of our first parents what color were they Bible doesn't say and I'm so glad because you'd be making a big deal out of that you know, there's a lot of speculations, but you can't be dogmatic. Uh, they were our first parents, one blood, and when they fail, humanity fail, and, and we are offsprings of Adam and Eve. That's right. So, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell, look, on all the face of the earth, one blood, and has determined their pre-appointed time and the boundaries of their dwelling. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683 even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org, where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.